Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Hello. Hi, Matthew. How are you? It's so nice to make your acquaintance. It's so nice to make yours. I'm great. How are you? (laughs) I am (laughs) seriously good. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's so great to hear your voice. Oh, my word. It's so great to hear yours. I, I, oh my gosh, I adore your book. Oh, my word, I adore your book. Oh, thank you. I can't. Today it's a new meaning because, um, Amy's my wife's brother Adam just graduated from med school and um he he we live in uh outside of Baltimore Maryland and um he got a job in California and so she is so close to her brother so close to her brother he came over one last time right before bed and she just I mean she's just in tears she's a mess um, baby girl so we read this yeah. book and it's like oh my word there's it's an onion there's so many layers it's beautiful <laughs> so uh, oh so yeah being with you is like closing my eyes with my head toward the sky warm vast and orange too being with you is like riding a horse the size of hillsides my hair whipped into the rhythm of its mane Wild, free, and safe, too. Being with you is the best being I do, because being with you feels like home. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 446. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. That excerpt is from The Magic of We, a debut picture book by Danielle Anderson Craig and Carly Dooling. The picture book is beautiful, as is its message, and so it should be no surprise that the story behind the book is equally so. This conversation was a moment in time I will hold close for a very long while. I'm so excited to share it with you. But first, a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and helping keep the lights on, care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Darshana, Jarrett, Mike, Link, Jenny Sue, Anitra, Lynn, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Judy, Karina, Teresa, Elaine, and the van load of others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to join us. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. All the hugs and high fives for all of the many, many ways all of you out there listening support this show. And speaking of support, please listen to a short message from our sponsors who helped to make today's episode possible. 
Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Gallery Nucleus, an art gallery and bookstore where you can find prints, books, and other gifts from some of your favorite children's book illustrators like John Clausen, Christian Robinson, and more. Gallery Nucleus is offering listeners 15% off your next purchase by entering in the promo code WONDER18. Visit gallerynucleus.com to discover more or click on the Gallery Nucleus banner at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors. The team shares our mission is to help aspiring storytellers learn the craft of storytelling by sharing our creative process intimately. We believe everyone has a story to tell. Listeners of the Children's Book Podcast are invited to a free mini-class. Enroll today at StorytellerAcademy.com slash wonder, or click on the Storyteller Academy banner at MatthewCWinner.com slash podcast. And now, please welcome my guest, Danielle Anderson Craig, and the magic of we. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle Anderson Craig. I am so, I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> it's so good to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you. Oh, you know, there was this day a couple months ago, months ago, that this book arrived in the mail. And let me yeah. tell you, I have lived, I have lived with this book. It is so special. This book that before we, before we get into talking about this beautiful book that bears your name, uh, would you mind introducing yourself to the people listening for those that might not know you yet? Sure, of course. Um, hi, I'm Danielle Anderson Craig. I am a poet. I am the author of The Magic of We. And when I'm not wearing my writer's cape, I am a Montessori preschool teacher. Yeah, you are. I feel yes, like that I might am. be one of the other things that drew me into you is knowing, oh, this is a person that works with the with the littles just like I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, That's how right. little are your littles? They're they're actually they're, I'm we're K to five, but I see pre K uh, as well in my library. But you are you're working younger than that, right? My littles are three, four, five, oh. and sometimes six. Oh my goodness. You have littles that are like the age of my daughter. That's amazing. <laughs> How long have you yeah. been in Montessori? Oh my gosh. I've been teaching early childhood for like 15 years. Oh, and then I think you. Montessori, like the last 11 of yes. those years. That yeah. sounds like That sounds like my friends that are Montessori friends, that you get in and you stay in. That it's a, it's you a philosophy. really do. Yeah. 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 It attracts a certain kind of, of person. I, I feel like it, it attracts people who um, take the work seriously as protectors of childhood even. Yes. And so once you're in, you, you typically stay in because it's, it just beats in your heart and you can't walk away from it. So there among many other things, I'm sure are 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 things that beat in your heart that you committed onto this onto this page into this debut hmm. picture book the magic yeah. of we would you mind just sharing a little bit about about the book about the background of the book i'm going to dig in with you but i want to hear i want to hear how you share it first because you you've been sharing it yeah yeah i'm happy to um i described the magic of we as an illustrated poem and the poem is an ode to closeness 
and connection and kindred spirits. And the illustrations tell a story. And that story is of two children who happen to be neighbors. And we see them in their individual homes. And each of them are ensconced in their rooms full of things that they love individually. Um, one of them is really into books. And there are books all over the place. And she's got a bit of a green thumb. And there are plants in her room that she clearly very much cares about. And she's got a few cats who she cares for and who keep her company. Um, and we're able to glean that she likes mermaids. Uh, and then we see the other child in their room who's just entirely in love with music. There are records and sheets of music and cassette tapes strewn about the floor and various musical instruments in the room. Uh, most prominently is a keyboard that the child is playing in the first page with text that we see. Uh, so we get the sense right away that that these are two creative, imaginative children who um, are and who can be very content playing alone and dating alone. Um, but then the text comes in and it starts with three simple words that kind of happen throughout the rest of the poem, being with you. And the poem goes on to illuminate what a close friendship feels like with someone who gets you, someone who sees you, someone with whom you feel an instant connection. Um, so the first line, for example, is, um, being with you is like closing my eyes with my head toward the sky, warm, vast, and orange, too. And then the illustrations show us these two characters just simply enjoying being together and exploring the world around them together and creating new worlds together because of their shared experience and imaginative play and their closeness. Um, and so we follow them. Yes. Yeah, and they through, go on. No, yeah. I was going to say we, we follow them through through imagination, but you said the other word that I would say, that we follow them through closeness. Everything yeah. you have is so, it's so intimate. It's so sincere. And I credit uh, Carly Dueling as well, the illustrator. Oh my because, gosh, Carly is so good. <laughs> because there is sincerity there. It feels as though you two made this together. And I mean, like, I know it's a book that you made together, but I mean, like, when friends sit together and make something, mm -hmm. it feels like that. And, mm. and that, that to me is always the magic of picture books that sometimes lands and sometimes doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, and when it does, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I really, I really give credit to both you for those words that you, that you gave, the words that you lifted, and Carly for the way that, that she made those words dance and she made the illustrations um, you know, in harmony with those words. It, it's, it's such a beautiful book. Thank you so much. Um, we very much made it together. Um, <laughs> very, very, very much made it together. I mean, I was living in Thailand for a good chunk of the time that she was creating the bulk of the illustrations. And we just had to have 
like lots and lots of FaceTime to. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's unusual yeah. for making picture books too. It's really unusual. I, I think I learned after the fact that oftentimes authors never even have a conversation with the illustrator that's involved. And right. I that was like mind blowing to me to realize that um, because I couldn't have imagined creating this without being in close, again, connection to uh, the person that, that I was that I was doing the work with. So wait, I want to so. I want to talk more about that, but I want to I want to stay with your words and with the book for a little while. And I, yeah. I'll point out that the Third Man Books, a small publisher, did this, and so there will be things that will look different from one of the big five when one of the exactly. big five publishes because it's it's more intimate. There's a different kind of care that can be taken with this book, especially when when um, a publisher has a really small front list. It means mm-hmm. that each of those books just gets a different kind of care. But Absolutely. I want to say to you first, there's a couple of things I want to say to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let me unpack this because I'm I, I'm realizing, especially with you, that I'm looking at a book that I think many of the people listening will not have seen or experienced yet. And I want to yeah. make sure that I share this book as the gift that it was to me. This is a book that Aww. feels like a gift when I read it and not just in words, but in design as well. So I'm going to sort of, we're going to kind of loop around. I think we're going to circle this book from all the angles that we can, but I okay. want to throw back at you because this book, um, because there is a narration of this book by you. And I realized that as you were reading it, I was like, I know that voice. It's so wonderful. Oh wait, I've heard Danielle <laughs> read this before. <laughs> so that was a fun moment for me, but I want to throw some of these words back at you because here, here for me, um, here for me is where you stop me. And that's not often something that happens when I read books, but when I, when it when I do stop, I really pay attention. My senses awake. You write, being with you is my favorite thing to do. Whether we rest or we roam, being with you is the best being I do. <laughs> because being with you feels like home. That line, being with you is the best being I do. Oh, oh my word. That is a line I will never forget. I love that line. That line is Tale of Despero for me. I cherish you. I honor you. That language that you just hold on to. It's the best being that I do. Come (laughs) on, Danielle. That is gorgeous. (laughs) That comes from love. You were really revealing yourself there in, in your heart, in your sincerity. And that... That, man, you gave a gift to us with that. Matthew, thank you so much. Jeez, I don't even know what to say in response to that. That, Thank you. Thank Uh, you. I'm glad that it um, found a place in your heart. That's really beautiful. Well, let's let's take a step back and look at how I read this book, too. So I read this book with, with me, and I've read this book with children at school. But more importantly, I've read it holding it with my daughter in between my arms, or with my mm. son in between my arms. And I read this book and those lines, the lines that you gave, the lines that we read in a book like this, where a poem is a narrator speaking to anyone, but mm-hmm. it not only is the narrator speaking to us, but when I read the words, I am also the narrator. So there's sort of two 
people sharing this message to the child, the person reading, and the person who wrote those words on that page. And that, that's a really, that's a really beautiful thing. And uh, you better believe that every Thank word you. counted as I read this book to my kids. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear it, Matthew. <laughs> Um, I definitely was uh, revealing a lot of myself and I and I I happily gave it all up uh, to create this mm. this gift for people. And I'm so glad that it resonates for you when you're when you're reading it to your children. Um, I've had, you know, my mom is like my biggest fan and she's like sent out copies of the book to a lot of her friends. <laughs> and <laughs> as she should, and, that's that's right. As one like does, it. indeed. Yep. And she um told me that one of her friends like wanted to get the book for her partner. They'd been together for like 40 years, and it was an anniversary gift because she felt like um that the book even described what it was like for the two of them to be together for yes. so long. Yeah, you, you, I think, deliberately described the two characters, one being a girl, this girl that loves mermaids and, 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 and the, just all the way we see her creativity pour out that way. But the other child, I noticed, I feel deliberately mm. that you kept referring to the other person as the child. And yeah, I like that. The illustrations are a bit androgynous. Yeah. Um, we don't know if it is uh, a boy or a girl, but it doesn't matter yep. for sake of the story. Yep. It's a friend. Yep, exactly. So I like that space you provided there. Um, I mentioned, or um, you would mention about the, the poem being closeness and what these two neighbors mean to each other and what friendship means. But my son and daughter, just even tonight, I was telling you that um, when we read this book tonight, that my son saw him and his sister. Daddy, that's me mm -hmm. and Julia. Mm -hmm. I thought, that's that's cool. And, that's really cool. You know, my 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 wife sees sees she and her brother, and I I just see those words in, in every relationship I have. <laughs> it's the best being that I can be. Uh, mm. um, mm. I have another thing that I want to jump to because if not, you know, I'm just gonna hang on the best being I do. We're just never going to leave it. <laughs> never. Uh, my son, we, we can sit here all night. I'm good. <laughs> when we got to the end of the book, and this is something that again, like often when I talk about picture books on here, um, we can picture what a picture book is. And, and it sort of starts and ends with the cover and, and we carry the story with us. And that's how a picture book lives and breathes. But also when we got to the end of this particular picture book, uh, there was this square cardboard, envelope and my son said daddy what's in there um <laughs> is it a map is it another drawing uh and we opened it up and it was a seven inch and i said jonah it's a seven inch yes what's that it's a record um yeah and, and also there's also a download in the book that if you don't have a record player you can play on a download um but why don't you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about uh how this record got in this book and and, and why it's there I'm going to interrupt the interview here briefly just to share that the audio gets choppy and I don't want what Danielle is saying to be lost. She shares that when you purchase The Magic of We through the publisher, which is Third Man Books, uh, the book actually comes with a 7-inch with a vinyl containing two songs. You can only get the vinyl version 
uh, by purchasing through the publisher. But when you order the book through Amazon or IndieBound, um, it does have a QR code that you can download the songs. The songs are quite special, and I'm going to hop back into the interview for Danielle to share uh, why that is so. And his name was Ike Owens, and he was a keyboard player, and he played with so many people. Um, he he was ensconced in music from an early age, and then and then made it his his life's work. And he played with a band called the Mars Volta, and he played with Jack White um, up until his unexpected passing in 2014. And so when uh, Third Man agreed to, or surprised me, not even agreed, surprised me and said, we want to publish The Magic of We, they then surprised me with saying, Ike had recorded some music that year that no one had heard before, um, and that they thought it would be a really good idea to release it with The Magic of We. So, so that is how that music came to be a part of the magic. That song, the uh, let me flip to the title again. The um, I know what I look like to you. Mm. Uh, to play that, I thought, man, even that title, I know what I look like to you. It can go yeah. so many ways, but in a book, so in, many ways. In yeah. the context of this book, though, of of we, of what we are together. Of even in your, you've got that line about the mirror. Let me find that line about the mirror. Being with you is like <laughs> holding a mirror to another mirror. Infinite, interesting, enormous, and small all at once. And I thought, well, there, there is, I know, I know what you look like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the beautiful thing about finding a friend who feels right away like your chosen family because yes. you see you see yourself reflected in them immediately and yeah and it does it feels like you're it feels like you're just looking into a mirror on some level um and then the other thing about that illustration that carly just kind of blew me we didn't know what to do with that one illustration wise for a yeah. long time <laughs> we just like she had the words and we were like i don't know how, what are we going to do to depict this the right way um, and she nailed it with the two kids holding up the mirrors because that, I mean, don't you remember when you were a kid, like the minute that you discovered that that bathroom mirror up against the medicine cabinet would create this like infinite portal and no one ever had to teach you. You just discovered it on your own. And then from there on, it was a corridor to unimagined lands. I, right? I will not lie to you. So I live um, outside of Baltimore. And um, in our aquarium, in our national aquarium, um, there's a part where after you go into this rainforest section, you go down this escalator to where the sharks are. And it has always been this way since I can remember I grew up in Pennsylvania and we would go to this aquarium. Um, and when you go down that escalator, there are mirrors on both sides. And that is the earliest memory <laughs> I have of like infinite infinite yep. images of, of myself and when i figured out that that's the thing that i can do too it was like <laughs> oh my word i have unlocked the power of the universe right um, but let me also say to that end to to get personal as well um that as i as i read this book and, and enjoyed this book and then flipped over to the back though and saw that there's these 
quotes on the back. There's these like, you know, quotes from people uh, giving testimonies about how beautiful the book is. Only these quotes are by Juan and Cedric of the Mars Volta. And I was like, wait, the Mars Volta, like the Mars Volta, like the band that I, I know the Mars Volta. I know at the drive-in, I know. And so that sent me on what in the world is their connection to this book? Um, (laughs) Which in a really neat and beautiful way. And hopefully some other 30 something like me or whomever will likewise do the same with the book. The way that it caused me to search through this book, to look at every inch of this book, Mm. to find Ike's name there, to realize that's that, 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 that was, that was Ike. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. I I've seen at the drive-in and then going beyond that. Then I saw uh, the Mars Volta and have, have realized after reading this, I've seen Ike play because I, yeah. I, I, when I looked up video, I knew who he was from the Mars Volta and from his performances online and from everything like that. Um, and to just realize there's a reason he's in here and how that catapulted yeah. me. Um, I was saying before about how this book is sort of, as we say in that cliche way, like an onion that you peel it back and there's just so many layers. But um, I, I maybe in however way I can't articulate perfectly, I just want to say that I really, I really felt a lot of love for you for, for making this book and for the way that I know, the way that I know he is represented in this book and the, the way that you felt about him is represented in this book. Uh, I just Mm. want to tell you that I I see that and I see you Mm. in that. And, um, that's a really beautiful thing that you did there. And, you also did it in a really beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, um, That's really sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Mars Volta is is named on a picture book. <laughs> right? What is that? It's hilarious. I know. I have, I like posted it on Facebook or something. And one of my friends in Thailand was like, wait. What am I looking at? No. Why are there Mars Volta quotes on your children's book? And they were just like baffled, and it took them a couple days to to put the pieces together as well. You know what it does, though. Also, to talk about how big a picture book can be. I grew up in the punk and hardcore scene when I was in high school, playing in bands, and then getting into this music and into that music. And I was third key at a record store for like six years through college and beyond. Mm. And, and so I I was at the record store and I was in music when at the drive-in dropped and when Mars Volta was there. And so to then graduate college, become a teacher, become a librarian, start a podcast at some point, review <laughs> children's books, and then this book came back to me. Yeah. It was a beautiful f- full circle thing that went yeah. there. But also reminded me that like, Man, all of us that grew up, all of us that have kids, this this book also makes a connection with with that. With like, remember the kids that we were? Remember the kids Absolutely. that we were in in our formative years and who we became and how there was that magic at that age too, not mm-hmm. just when we were babies, when we were in school, as we grow up, as we raise babies, but all of it. That that we yeah. That we was there all along. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so. So I want to know then, this might not be as cut and dry, but where did this poem 
come from? Did it come all out in one sitting? Did it, was it a line that you were living with for a while? Like, do you remember, do you recall sort of the germination of this? Oh, please share. I I really do. It's so crisp to me. Um, Yes, I'll start with the the timeline of the text, because the illustrations, of course, had a a life that began after and and took a, a bit longer to to fully manifest. Um, but the text began in the summer of 2014. And I was traveling through Nicaragua and I was learning, you know, this holy grail of a schedule that we get working in schools, right? So we have the whole summer. Do you have the whole summer off? Uh, I have the whole summer off. I mean, um, it goes pretty fast. And I do, we do other work. <laughs> and then suddenly we're back in school. But <laughs> I'm told there's a summer in there somewhere. Right, yeah. Um, well, for others, there is. No, and yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I had like eight weeks off and I was in Nicaragua and I was learning how to surf for the very first time at the tender age of 32. And uh, <laughs> I was driving up and down the Pacific coast and kind of just beach hopping. And, and I was meditating. I was meditating every day for extended amounts of time. Um, like I'd wake up early, like 5 a.m., meditate on the beach like for at least an hour in the morning and then spend my days in the ocean, whether it was like pretending to be a mermaid or paddling out into the surf or trying to figure out how to stand up on a surfboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it was just a really special time and a really good friend of mine who was also a co-teacher with me in the same classroom in Berkeley um, at our Montessori school. She came to meet me for a few of the weeks that I had in Nicaragua, and we had so much fun together. And I was just generally steeped in gratitude and peace and calm. And I was full, full of love. Um, I was just full of love. And it was during that time when the format being with you is like, and then the this, this, and that too. Uh, During that time in Nicaragua, the format, kind of the skeleton of the poem made itself known to me. And then some of the imagery came to me then as well, uh, like the collection of castles under the sea and taking a nap at the bottom of the ocean under a blanket of starfish with mermaids singing me to sleep. Um, those images came to me also in Nicaragua. Um, and so then, so then in October, fast forward to a couple of months, um, that's when Ike unexpectedly left us. Um, and so at that time, uh, he had a really good friend named Chet, who is now my editor at Third Man. And, um, Chet and I agreed to be writing accountability partners because on top of being an editor for Third Man, he's also a beautiful poet. And uh, Ike used to tell him, you know, you're doing this bang up job as the as an editor for Third Man, but the rest of the world wants to hear your poetry, too. Mm. And so um, and Ike would tell me the same thing. You're a beautiful teacher, but you got to you got to give your poetry to the world. Um and so Chet and I agreed to be writing accountability partners and check in on the first because that was Ike's birthday, the first of December. Um, and so by the time December 1st came around, I had been kind of thinking about 
all the ways that that closeness and that friendship and that relationship and that magical person enriched my life and changed my life forever. Um, and then it was it was pretty fast during that time that I was able to get all the specifics down so that I could take what was specific to my closeness uh, with Ike and then and then turn it into what is universal about being with a friend who gets you. Um, and so that happened basically between December 1st and January 1st of 2015. Wow. And then on the first on the first I gave it to Chet and he said, "Beautiful, let's go. What's next?" And then I and then I approached Carly about uh, illustrating it, and then turns out she was a super Mars Volta fan, which I didn't know about her. Um, and she just said, "Yep, let's do this." And then we went ahead and started. How do you know Carly? Do you work with her? Yeah, so I used to work with her in Berkeley at the same Montessori school where I was talking about um, having my co-teacher there. That connection. Yeah, yeah, we met that. Um, I guess it would have been at the end when I first got back from Nicaragua and it was time to go back to school. She had just started working at uh, Montessori Family School. And um, I saw her I saw her doodling during the staff meeting. And I just got really curious about what she was doing across the room. And so on a break, I kind of moseyed over to her and just kind of like, you know, looked over her shoulder. What are you doing over here during the staff meeting? And... <laughs> And she told me that she loves to illustrate. And I said, well, I really want to create children's books. Let's collaborate. And so we said, yes, we would. And then we um, kind of got, you know, in the throes of beginning of the school year and didn't quite revisit it um, until December when everything was was kind of crystallized. And then and then she was on board. OK, let me I'm just going to call it out and say that's not supposed to work. You you just seeing someone who like doodles and you are like, oh, I'm a writer too. I There are so <laughs> many times when someone approaches me, I'm a writer, I write, oh, yeah, I write right. too. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. okay, oh, yeah, I like to illustrate. You both have beautiful gifts. To say that like Carly was like your colleague at school and you saw her doodling, she, her style is so beautiful. It reminds me, one of my favorite illustrators working in children's books right now is Emily Hughes. Do you know Emily mm. Hughes's work? Oh my gosh. No, I don't think so. Okay, get get familiar with Emily Hughes's work. She's done a million beautiful things. The most recent thing that I've seen her do is uh, a book by, um, by, um, what's it called? Everything You Need for a Treehouse by Carter Higgins. I want to get okay. the title, like, everything you need for a treehouse. Emily has done a number of other things. She also does uh, an easy reader series of Laurel Snyder um, mm. called Mouse, and I'm not going to remember. Um, but <laughs> she she just has there's just a there's an ease there's an ease to her style that just feels free and and mm. <laughs> loving. And Carly's mm-hmm. like Carly has got that. Carly has got that down, and. She worked with you who has this gorgeous poem. It's not supposed to work that way, Danielle. It's amazing. <laughs> I definitely don't take it for granted. Oh, I count so cool. I count myself so very blessed to have met her. That's so cool. Well, yeah, she's just wonderful in all ways possible. She's yeah. lovely. 
You both yeah. did a gorgeous job. You both did a beautiful Thank you. job. I'm looking at our time, realizing how fast it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just want to tell you again, how grateful I am that, that I got to read this book and that through that, I have the great honor, the great privilege of being able to share it with others in my life, including the students that I teach, as well as the children that, that, you know, I'm, that I'm raising with my wife, but, um, but it's just special for every moment. It's special that I get to share it with Amy, with my wife. It's special that I get to share it with my kids. It's special that I get to share it at school. It's just all of it. It's so special. And I'm wondering if just, just in in keeping this space sacred tonight, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you might mind. Do you have a copy of the book in front of you? I do. Would you mind reading your dedication at the end? Oh, just, wow. Just to have it. Sure. And then, sure. And then I would love to, to close a question with you. But I thought that first. I didn't, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to have that. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm happy to. Dedicated, impervious love to the ever-burning light that is Isaiah Ike Owens. You remain my soul's ally and my best friend. Thank you for making the mundane surreal. Danielle, I will see a library full of beautiful children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Definitely. Dream wildly work diligently and always do both with unending love in your heart. This is Aaron Becker, author of The Journey Trilogy and Stone for Sasha. The children's book podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. 
So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.